0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Hi, this is Monique.
2: And this is Sydney.
1: And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's
2: Open Open Relationship. Relationship.
1: It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute.
2: It's no good unless it's open. (laughs) That's what's up.
1: Hello, my loves. Hello, my babies. Welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Hey daddy. Hey, my mama. Come on, what are we talking
2: about? Reincarnation. Is that life after death? What do you believe?
1: Reincarnation, and we're going right into it. And Rob Lee, it seemed like you, you, you looked up when we said that. So if you want to speak, please put the mic down in front of you. Reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go after death? Now, Daddy, how we come up with this one?
2: We came up with this one because one of my favorite shows is Ancient Aliens. And they had an episode on reincarnation. They call it The Replicants. And they were speaking in reference to reincarnation and the possibilities of it.
1: Okay. Okay. You got me on a swallow.
2: <laughs> and that's how we came up with it.
1: So, how many of y'all believe in reincarnation? Like, okay, just for me, in my humble opinion, when they say eternal life, I do agree that there's eternal life. I do agree that you never really die. But I think that's the spirit. I think the spirit never really dies. Mm-hmm. So, I do agree in eternal life. I don't uh, I don't agree in heaven and hell. Um, I think that heaven and hell is what you make it right now, right here.
2: And there it is.
1: I We saw this this guy uh, in the airport, what was it, last week, Lee, or two weeks ago? Maybe two weeks ago. And we were having so much fun on the train. And when we got off the train, you know, we began to talk, he and his wife and all of us, and we found out that he was a pastor. And he said his purpose... <laughs> <laughs> He said his purpose That's where
2: Jonathan gets the laughing before he can get the shit out.
1: I'm sorry, baby. Okay. No, no, that's That's funny. He said his purpose was to get people to heaven. And then yeah. and I said, brother, I'm in heaven right now. I'm not waiting until I die and wait for this magical place with streets paved in gold and shit lined with pearls. I'm gonna enjoy my heaven right now. And the conversation was getting so good he started having no answers for what we were asking of him in reference to him getting us to heaven. And that's a mighty motherfucking task that one human being would have <laughs> to try to try to get niggas to heaven. <laughs> okay.
2: Did he say niggas? Or he didn't, Daddy,
1: but I did. Okay. I did.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, what else would she use but candid words?
1: You have to use candid words when you're having aloha, those kind of conversations because, and even right now in the room, someone put, you know, when you, where do you go when you die? You go to heaven. I think that's been something we've been sold and really not have experienced that. And for me right now I want to li- I want to experience what heaven is right now but I do believe in reincarnation because I feel like I've been here several several times.
2: A greater works mentor says you are sadly mistaken and perhaps we are.
1: Well, uh- l- let me ask, did you die and go to heaven? Or did you talk to somebody that died and went like who have you spoken with that said let me tell you what this shit is like? If we're sadly mistaken, tell us about your experience that you had when you died and then you came back, because right now you're in the Periscope room with us, telling us about the mistakes we making.
2: There it, mm. <laughs> there it is. So feel free to call in at 404-832-2963 to say, hey, I believe, I don't believe, this is why I believe, this is why I do not believe. Now, what's funny is, as far back and probably even further As the ancient Egyptians, they spoke in reference to reincarnation. And it was interesting because, you know, initially they had, you know, they were speaking in reference to the pharaohs that existed were reincarnations of the previous pharaohs. And let me see here. took a little note here. Um, Osiris, who was always depicted as green on the pyramids. And whenever you saw him, he was depicted as green. He allegedly came from the star system Orion. And when he died, he was. Uh, it was believed that he came back as his own son, Osiris. And each, again, pharaoh came back after that. Um, and watching ancient aliens, when they said... Uh, There came a point in time due to control, the religions came up with the ideology of heaven and hell because this way they provided you with an understanding of if you did not follow what the teachings were, you would go to a good place, I mean to a bad place, and if you follow what the teachings were, uh, I said it wrong, if you didn't follow what the teachings were, you would go to hell, if you follow what the teachings were, you would go to heaven. However, if you were to leave it as if it was, which prior to these modern day religions, if you will, um, and beliefs of you have the opportunity to come back, then it would almost imply, well, shit, I can fuck up this time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay, And then I can come back and I can do it all over again, which you have to ask yourself. Um, because they, when they were speaking in reference to heaven, they were saying heaven. Since we have free will, is what you make it. So perhaps there is a heaven, and perhaps there is a hell, but it's specific in unto the individuals who believe in it. Because there are other individuals who have prior life's, you know, uh, stories, and they're able to account them, as we'll go into in a little bit.
1: You know, it, it, it's it's funny and it's interesting that when we read some of the comments, someone said, are y'all doing drugs?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then give me some.
1: (laughs) And, you know, you have to, it it makes me say that we've been so brainwashed that the moment we don't agree with what we've been taught, we then look at us and say, are y'all doing drugs? And the stories that we've been taught, when you really think about them, when you really try to make it make sense, you can't. You can't make this shit make sense. So while we're talking about it, and we're going to try to make it make sense today, we're going to go to the lines and see what y'all are saying. Hey, you're on and Sydney, Who's this?
3: This is Devin.
1: Hey, Devin.
3: Hey, how you doing?
1: We're wonderful, baby. Talk to us.
3: Okay, uh, so I want to uh, chime in on this about the uh, heaven-hell situation. Uh, first off, um, uh, man thinks that they are smart, smarter than, uh, uh, the God that there is. So what I'm trying to say is that, uh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm getting back, uh, back talk from the show. Um,
2: yeah, so, step away from, I guess you're Receiver or your radio or whatever you're listening to. I'm, I'm old. Let's the
1: receiver. Radio. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, the radio.
3: The show, the show uh, on, on the Periscope. Okay. Okay. hold. Okay. So uh, let me try to see if I can get this out. Um, some, sometimes we don't have a choice. Like when we're born, Like when I was born, I was born in 82, I was born with a blood disorder, and uh, so I was restricted from a lot of things. So my thing was in life to figure out why I was restricted, how did that blood disorder come about, because when I was born and I went to church, I was taught that man was made in God's image. God didn't put man, God didn't put me on the earth with a blood disorder. He put me on the earth in his image, meaning, you know, why am I different? Why can't I do what everybody else does? So that was one thing. That was my first step. So when I went to do the research and everything, uh, I tracked back where my blood disorder came from. And, you know, I hate to make it sound like a racist issue, but it, it all depr- you know it all boils down to a racist racial racial issue because uh you know the the other man tried to uh divide the black man uh from experiments on trying to duplicate duplicate men and they didn't want to do that with the the white man so they they extracted. Uh, a quarter of the black man, let's say a third of the black man, Al, because nobody was gonna would miss the black man and uh, you know just do some experiments. I'm getting kind of off the subject, but uh, so uh, is there? Are you following me?
2: Not at the present time, but okay. What what what? What are your feelings in reference to reincarnation? Do you believe in it? Do you not believe in it? And and why either way?
3: Yeah, I believe that uh we we do get reincarnated, but when we die, we get reincarnated from uh you know, not necessarily back to a human form or back to a, you know, your your original self, but to, you know, maybe you, you re- reincarnate into a dog form or a plant or whatever. You 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 put back on Earth into
2: a living specimen. Mm. Well, we appreciate the, the comment. Thank you.
1: Thank you, baby. Now, you okay. know,
2: I think t- what he was saying is, and this is what, uh, it was a uh, gentleman, one of the Dalai Lama's, not the Dalai Lama, but it's like Different levels of these llamas. I'm fucking it up, but that's what they got. Like the Dalai Lama that Yeah, one of the monks.
1: Yes, in the airport.
2: Right. And he was speaking in reference to in reincarnation, people can come back as different beings, you know. Yes. So it doesn't have to be a human being. So he has a point to what some individuals' philosophies are in reference to reincarnation. We'll go to the line.
1: Hey, you on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this?
2: This is not
0: Monique, is it?
1: Uh, today it
0: is. <laughs> well, go ahead, Monique. How you doing today?
1: I'm good, baby. How you doing? I'm doing real good. I'm calling from Central Texas,
0: and I saw you, you know, on your show today talking about reincarnation. Talk to us. Okay, well, Sid says, or it may have been one of the listeners. I'm sorry, I just tuned in, baby. But somebody said something about, um, you know, when you pass on to the other side, that it's not necessarily the same for every person. Mm -hmm. And I've I've always felt that, too. And as a matter of fact, me and one of my good friends were discussing this a few days ago, because there are so many different kinds of people. There's so many different kinds of religions. People grow up. With so many different types of spiritual practices. And it's 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 always been hard for me to imagine that there's one set heaven or one set uh you know, deity or something that that rules over you know this other world that we go into. And I just I think I think we either all go to the same place or everybody goes to where they feel they need to go. That's how I feel.
2: That that's a good point. I appreciate that comment. Thank you.
1: You know, I think I think that it's how you feel is what is gonna manifest. You know what I'm saying?
2: Bob Good, author of Science of Reincarnation, he says that your soul departs your body and goes into your version of heaven, then comes down into a new body. And how he explained it was it's the equivalent of a computer sending a file up into the clouds and then taking that same file, bringing it from the clouds, and putting it to a new computer. So that would be the equivalent of reincarnation. And to their point, it is your version of heaven because if we— are given free will, that free will would not just be in what we consider this component of life. And death is not truly, in my humble opinion, something that occurs. Death is something that we label people who leave this life in this form of who we knew them to be. But it is a continuum in a different form different format, whether it's your spiritual body or your spiritual self leaving the physical body, then potentially going back from the spiritual into another physical uh body. And again, what I've heard people say, if I had the opportunity to come back again, I would want to come back as a bird of prey, some as a tiger. If you have that free will, you may potentially have the ability to do so because as we sit here in the skin that we're in, we can't explain how we got here. Mm. We know the science of the man and the woman getting together from a physical standpoint, but without the soul, the body just exists. Because when the soul is removed, the body just exists. There's no animation to it. So what allows that animation Monique and I, we were watching on on Ancient Aliens. I was showing her there was this accident that happened in Stanton, Kentucky. And a driver went by. And you can pull up Spirits Leaving Body on the internet and just see it. And it'll come up. But it showed this man take, who took a picture. Actually, on Ancient Aliens, it showed the man who took a picture. And you could see above the dead body, there was this image that appeared to be like a Spirit, a Mm -hmm. being that was above it. Now, one would say that could have been easily Photoshopped. When you go to YouTube and you pull up the same thing in the video, you can actually see the image flying away and flapping its wings as if it had wings, this dark image coming from it and going up into the sky. So now you're seeing two different angles of the same thing, and they project two different images. So for those that say there's no possibility of reincarnation, it's to almost be the equivalent of saying there's no such thing as extraterrestrials, but we believe in God who is not of this earth and is from somewhere else in the heavens. And that definition alone makes God an extraterrestrial. Come
1: on. Et phone home. We're going to the line. Get it. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this?
4: Hey, this is Jabar. Hey, Jabar. Hey. And I want to let the people know that reincarnation is not possible. Tell them my why. opinion, though. This is my opinion.
2: Yeah. Tell them what. Say that again. Please share with them why. That you, we we okay. love to hear your so, opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I
4: believe that reincarnation is not possible because scientifically, there is no life after death. Once the mind is dead, the mind is gone. Once the body dies, it's gone. So how can you reincarnate into something else when you've already died? So technically, reincarnation does not exist. You would not be turning into a bird after you die. You will not be living the life of a tiger after you die. It's just not possible. And that's just, that's all I wanted to say.
2: We appreciate the comment. While you're on, though, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Okay. I'm going to share a story with you. It's a story about a young man named James Leninger. Okay. When he was three years old, he started having reoccurring dreams about World War II. And he kept seeing himself in dogfights. And he would draw up for his father planes being shot down. Again, he (laughs) he was three years old. And he always signed his pictures that he made for his dad as James III. And finally, his father said to him, why do you always sign your pictures, James 3? He said, because I'm the 3rd James, Junior Junior. So, his father asked him one day, what ship were you on when you were this pilot? Like, the aircraft carrier, what was the name of the ship? And the 3-year-old boy told him it was called the Natoma. And He showed his son a map and he said, can you point to where it was you were shot down? And his son pointed to a a place on the map. It was called Chichijima. Now he's three. I want to reiterate that. So his father decided to do some research. And he found a ship That was called the Natoma Bay, not just the Natoma, the Natoma Bay. And his son had named individuals that were with him that were pilots. And as he was going down the list of the individuals who were on the Natoma Bay, he ran into these individuals names. And he also ran into the name of an individual whose name was James McCready Houston, Jr., which would be James 3, because his name in this life was James also. The question I would ask you is, how would you explain that?
4: It can't be explained. That's something that can't be explained. It sounds made up. But if I had to throw something on it, I would say the kid is experiencing early signs of dementia.
2: Well, here's what I would ask. Here's what I would ask.
4: memory problem.
2: Here's, here's what I would ask.
4: Confused.
2: Here's what I would ask. Because if I'm I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on TV, but dementia is something from my understanding where you're not remembering correctly. This young man is recalling something that transpired in another life at the age of three that he could not possibly know. And his father was able to verify this information as being accurate. And when you're three... I guess the question would be how would you be able to research this provide your father with this information and move forward. And and here's the thing about it, brother. This is not to change anyone's mind, but it's one of those things to say when you see it and it's real and you do the research yourself because when you say when someone's when someone dies, they can't be reincarnated into something else because the brain is dead. The brain inside your body are physical. It is your spiritual that is energy. And if you know the principles of energy, energy cannot be destroyed. It just takes on different forms. It cannot be destroyed. So if your soul is energy and you're hearing these stories, I would just simply say, investigate as you've investigated based upon your hypothesis. If you say that there's no possibility of it existing and they're showing you possibilities of it existing, what would you believe if you were on the side of objectivity? You're saying you it's impossible, but you have no proof to show why it's impossible for those that say it is possible. And they're showing proof it makes one lean towards the possibilities of it being true. But that's just something for you to think about because at the end of the day, your opinion is your opinion. But what I hate for individuals to experience is a lack of an open mind due to being fearful of how vast this world, this universe is that we truly don't have the depths of insight and understanding. And when it's given to us in a little bit of a form, given to us in small bites, it's, it's, it's scary. So I appreciate you saying dementia because it's a scary thought to be like, yo, everything that I've been told, it may not be true.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Right. So it, it ain't no, it ain't no shame on you. No, I
4: believe in the quantum theory, which is uh, sort of like uh, science proving that the soul exists. So what you're saying is not far-fetched. It makes sense, but there's no proof. But you're right. You're right. Yeah, I can't just throw it to the side and not believe it, because there's definitely evidence and facts. I've seen a couple of stories with kids are saying they've uh, lived lived lives and named people and the people exist. I know exactly what you're saying. I just wanted, you know, play devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, irritate a couple of people, but it's definitely what you guys are doing is 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 definitely something. And uh, I just want to say keep doing what you're doing because being open-minded and thinking about the things that people usually call weird it's good to think that way because you can't deny that these things, that things like this are happening due to like the stories you just told me. My man. But uh, I don't want to take up too much time. I know there's callers who want to hop on and ask questions.
2: We but, love uh, you, baby. Have a good day. You too. We appreciate the Thank call. Thank you for, uh, you know, accepting my call. My man. Welcome to Play It, a new
3: podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. I was just going to say, but individuals like that, you love them. Yes. Because th- he's an example of the good folks that exist in this world that are given information on a daily basis and that you get a taste of something that is different but so it's not convoluted. It's very straightforward, and that being the case, when you hear these things, you either create excuses as to why you would deny him Mm. without giving proof to why it's impossible or you begin to open your mind. And he began to open his mind. Yes. And that's all this conversation is about it because the one thing that we say, this is a place where we appreciate people who think differently. This is not about agreeing with what we say because We're learning every day as we go along. We've seen people who were saying, um, are you into uh, uh, God? Are you religious? Were you born into a religious family? I mean.
1: Listen, you already know my answer. Okay, Tell them. Well, no, I wasn't born into a religious family. I wasn't. Um, my mother was Catholic just because she was told to be Catholic. But if you asked her what was the principles of being Catholic, she couldn't tell you. My father was a uh, proud atheist, as he would say. (laughs) But I remember one time my mother got sick. The first thing he said was, God, please don't take her from me. I'm like, well, nigga, I thought you didn't believe.
2: I thought you didn't believe. But
1: no, we... I wasn't raised in one of those families that pushed church down my throat and said that you gotta go every Sunday, and you gotta go to Bible school, and you got. Because the one thing I will say about my father, wherever he is in his next journey, he allowed us to truly make our own decisions. That was good in some ways and it was bad in some ways, because at seven, I shouldn't be making some goddamn decisions that you should be making as a parent, but he truly allowed us to make our own decisions. And I remember him telling my mother, what I won't do is have my children dressing up every goddamn Easter Sunday pretending like they know some shit. If they want to go down to your mother's house, they can go. But don't come to me with, we got to get them clothes for Sunday church. So if that answers your questions, that's how religious my household was.
2: We'll go to the line.
1: Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Okay. That was Jesus. That was Jesus on the main
2: line. And I, I forgot, the, I, I believe, at Lucieva said, and we once we die, we got to come back to earth again to redo it. Oh, Lord. Oh, loud. And here's the thing. We don't have to. Again, there are people that are under the belief that they're what we would refer to as extraterrestrial beings that walk amongst us that have been reincarnated. If you believe in the Egyptian stories of the one, like I just told you regarding Osiris, he was allegedly a God who came from space, who was reincarnated. The ideology of the Dalai Lama, these are reincarnations of the first Dalai Lama to now Mm. uh, that were born again. And they said any sentient beings that, are born, will come back in another living being form. It doesn't necessarily have to be human. But, uh, again, just to speak to, you know, uh, uh, other stories that, you know, e- exist, there's a gentleman, his name psychiatrist, Dr. Ian Stevenson, and he launched at the University of Virginia the Division of Personality Studies and studied for over 40 years over 3,000 cases of past life experiences. And he was actually able to document 1,200 cases of individuals that he could actually authenticate that the subject seemed to have experienced a past life event. And one of the most famous events was a lady named Suzanne Gonham. She was born in Richmond, Virginia in 1963. And she said at the age of four that she was born Uh, I'm sorry, at the age of two, that she shared with her parents that she was born to a Lebanese woman by the name of Honan Mansour, who actually passed away 10 days before she was born. And she shared this information with her parents, and what she shared with them was the name of her children in a previous life and the name of her husband in a previous life. And Dr. Ian Stevenson was taking this information and she was even able to provide him with their phone number that they had. Well, come to find out, the phone number that she provided them with was correct, except the last two digits were in reverse. And her case is one of the most famous cases because she was actually able to identify 25 of her past life family members that she had never met before by name and what their relationship was to Honan Mansoor. So when you have an individual, and then when you saw the picture of Honan Mansoor and you saw the picture of the uh, Suzanne Gonan, you saw similarities in their characteristics as You saw with James, uh, the James Mm Leninger, who was James three, there was a close resemblance to them. So I don't know if that's a part of it or not. But when you have an individual that has never met and it's documented by a doctor who is well renowned um, and actually would have no reason to lie. Um, in reference to it, and is one of three institutions worldwide because mainstream science doesn't believe in reincarnation. They shun it. Um, but the University of Virginia, Duke University, and the University of British Columbia actually have a whole you know, curriculum designed and focused towards the study of reincarnation. So when you have this man documenting this, you then begin to say to yourself, Well, how can that be? How can it be short of it being again fraudulent? But how did why and how would you fake twenty-five
1: mm, members mm-hmm.
2: of a family a family that you never met before?
1: You know what's interesting? And I go back to this because when I read some of the comments, and and this is just I have to keep saying it's just my opinion, because I it's just my opinion. But it hurts my feelings to read the comments when people say, depend on Jesus, it's going to be God. It's go-. it's like, y'all, listen, tell me about the experience. Tell me about it that you're—it's you... like we were told a story, and we bought it. And we bought it so much, maybe because it was beaten into us so much, that for hundreds of years— that we just said, fuck it, we're going to believe it, and we're not going to go against it, and it's what it's, it's what it's, it's it's what it's going to be. But when we have things right in front of our face, right, it's right in front of our face, and we still run from it. We still go to somebody put it in the room. When you die, you you wait, you just rest till Judgment Day. Now here's a question I have. So what you are saying to me is saying to us? All the people that then die from the beginning of time, they waiting for Judgment Day. It's crowded as shit wherever they are because you're seeing all these people. Like, it just stops making
2: sense. But don't let it hurt your heart. And the, the, what we're getting ready to do is have the conversation like we have when nobody's around.
1: Say tell, tell it to me.
2: Because to feel that way about individuals that have their beliefs is to not understand why they feel that way about your beliefs. Right. You are entitled to believe whatever it is that you believe. And there's a level of empathy for individuals that we, for me, that I have when I run into individuals that don't understand because I know what it is to not understand myself. So, when you don't understand and you've been in a situation where we are creatures of conditioning, repetition brings on retention. And if you've been told this over and over and over by the people that you believe in, by the people that you trust, and then you have individuals that you don't know showing you things despite the fact that it's definitive proof, yes. it is very scary for people to buy into it.
1: We're going to go to the lines. Hey, your own Nick and Sydney, who's this? Uh, hello? Hello?
4: Yes, hello? Talk to us. Oh, uh, yeah. I I saw your question oh. saying, "Oh, uh, what is life after death?
2: Reincarnation? Is there life after death? What are your thoughts?
4: You're asking me if, if there is life after death?
2: Do you think that, and do you believe in reincarnation? The possibilities yes. of it? Yes. Why do you believe that?
4: Well, I feel like um.
3: All right, hold on. I have to flush my toilet because I was using the bathroom. <sighs> I have
2: diarrhea.
1: Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something right it now. It don't
2: get no realer than that. This
1: is why we do this goddamn show, cause people will be shitting and say I got something on my heart. I've got Whoa, to call and share the that. I love it. Come on, baby.
3: Did you flush it? Well, that Friday they have a special. Um, I think it's twelve dollars for um sixteen rolls. And it's
2: Scott. That's right. Well, listen, obviously, (laughs) this individual we talked to was reincarnated into a comedian. (laughs) And we appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much, (laughs) James.
4: (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: you. You, you got to love everybody.
2: You got to love him, everybody.
1: And but wait a minute, Dave, this is the beautiful thing. He gave us, it was a sale going on. It was a sale. 16 rolls, baby. Come on now. Come on. Shit, reincarnation.
2: But you were saying before the phone, you were getting ready to say to what we were discussing.
1: I, what I was getting ready to say is, this is why I appreciate this show. Because, and why it's necessary. Because oftentimes, y'all, we can make up our mind and get stuck in it. And won't budge from it. And what Sydney helps me do is not get stuck in me making up my mind and not budging from it because, and we have had this conversation before, and that's why I'm learning patience and empathy because he'll say to me, how would you feel if people didn't get you or didn't understand you and wasn't open to even hearing it? So I'm grateful for that because it it allows me to stay open And not be crestfallen simply because you don't believe the way I believe.
2: That's it. And I've told this story before um, regarding my, my own mom, who I love dearly. And she is a woman of faith. Go to church every Sunday. Go to Sunday school. Clean up the dishes. Cook.
1: After Sunday church?
2: After church the whole nine. And... I was telling her and Aunt Dolores when we lived in Calabasas, California, when they were coming out. And I said, hey, this will be great because now you'll be able to come out and see our friends that fly by every night. And by friends, I, I call UFOs our friends because of the many accounts that we've had. Now, people may lie a lot, but what you better not do is lie on your mama. And you better not lie on your mama when your mama lie. <laughs> you better not do it. And you better not lie on your Aunt Dolores. But this particular night, when we were out at the pool swimming, you know, we were waiting for them to do their normal flyby. They did not fly by. And I said, that's, that's how it would play out. So when we were leaving and we were going up the steps, my children, our children, and uh, my mom and my Aunt Delores, Monique was on the road at that time. And I looked up at the sky and I said, come on, y'all. Why don't you show Grandma Polly and Aunt Lois what you show us on a regular basis? And maybe 10 seconds went by and directly above us, a small ball of light appeared and became a larger ball of light. It sat there above us for maybe about five to 10 seconds. And then it zigzagged off to the right. And then before our eyes, as it appeared, it disappeared. Mm. Now, my mother, who was a very calm individual, If there was a basketball goal outside and you handed her a ball, she would have been able to dunk it because that's how high she was jumping off the ground screaming because she couldn't believe what it was that she had seen. She couldn't believe it. The next morning when I went and we were going to have breakfast and I said to her, what did you think about what you saw last night? By that time, the power of disbelief had set in and said, that was probably just the planet I saw. I mean, I just, she had to talk herself down. And my aunt Dolores looked at her, who's a very spiritual person, believes in reincarnation, believes in, she, she's a wealth of information. She said, Pauline, don't you do it. Don't do it. We all were out there. You know what you saw. And what that was not is a planet that's going to appear above you And then fly away and then disappear in front of you. So I say that to say that my mom is an individual who respect wholeheartedly. But when you're raised in an environment where a person believes in a being and a story. That they've never seen before, but then disbelieves what their own eyes saw them. It allows me to have empathy because what my friend I referred to as the voice shared with me was this is the reason why my my grandmother used to say it's not important that you tell everybody what, you know, because they don't believe it. So when we share these things with you, it's not important that you believe it. It's just important that we share it.
1: Mm. Reincarnation. Is there life after death? I'm going to tell y'all something. I believe I've been here quite a few times.
2: Okay. I had your you, Daddy. Well.
1: I believe that I was Harriet Tubman. Okay. I believe it. And then I believe I was... I can go back further than Harriet Tubman. I can go all the way back to before they came and got us. And I believe I was one of the... Uh, Queens in the village, and I would sit around and tell great stories. And then once they came in, they got us, and I came back. I was Harriet Tubman. And then I came back, and I was in the civil rights movement in the beginning, and my name was Ella.
2: Now, this is the reason why motherfuckers don't believe... And reincarnation, because of the shit that she's saying right now, <laughs> this is why, okay? Because she just saying that there ain't no proof. But, but here's the let's bullshit. talk about let's talk about let's talk about some real shit though. Let's talk about some real shit of our experiences.
1: Let's talk about
2: it. All right, mm-hmm. that, that, you you fucking around with with the Jimmy jokes? Go ahead. Telling dude. the real shit. Go ahead. Okay. Ever since I was a child, I knew or as I would refer to as the voice was going to introduce me to the woman that was meant for me. And that voice before I met her said that I knew her from another lifetime. And the voice said to me that there will be proof that this individual is right in step with who you are based upon a mark that will be given from another lifetime.
1: Mm.
2: Now I've known Monique since I was 14 years old. But it wasn't until I was married to her that we stumbled upon something. Would you like to to take it?
1: We have the mark. And there's moles. It's, It's a mole. It's a mole on the outside of my right foot and it's on the inside of his right foot. And they're exactly in the same places. One is just on the outside and one is just on the inside. And for years, Sid has always said to me, I don't know why I get you, but I get you. And there have been times I should have wrung your ass out to dry, but there was something that just said, I get you. And it's always been that way. So... There are times I'll look at my husband, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, me and this man have been together in so many different past lives because to be so connected now is unexplainable.
2: It's unexplainable. And when you see, not only when you see the moles are placed in the exact spot, just on the opposite sides of the foot, mine on the instep, her on the outside of the foot, but they're the same size. They're the same size. So maybe that's just coincidence. Mm. Maybe that's all it is. No. Well, may, But I, I like to say maybe for the individuals that are unable to accept it and we understand why they're not able to accept it and overlook the voices in my head, you know, that say what they say. The voices that have said to me, abduction. And then shortly after you say, you hear the words abduction, you see two UFOs moving slowly to a degree where it makes you have to duck because you think, not today, not today. And then you see a third one coming. And the repeat situations that we've had with these objects that we refer to as UFOs. And interestingly enough, ever since I was a small child, I've had these reoccurring dreams about UFOs and being taken somewhere else outside of this place. Now, this is the shit that makes people say that you're crazy. But when it comes to reincarnation, I've also had this dream of being in a position that before I was brought here this time, the voice said, do not allow people to embarrass you out of life. So the reason why we having these conversations are to say to people, don't be afraid of speaking what is real to you. Be afraid of speaking some bullshit, but don't be afraid of speaking what's real to you because people may laugh, people may say that's crazy. Be that. But then it when you know you're speaking the truth and you hear people saying it's crazy, then what it does is show you how remarkable apparently what you've been what you've been able to experience actually is. So we share all these things to say that they come from a place of our experiences. They come from a place which we're easy, especially as black folks. When you've been in, come from an enslaved culture, despite the kings and queens in which we've come from, and then you're let go and free. What the fuck you got time looking at UFOs mm. What time reincarnation time for that. You better get you a job. I saw somebody's whose tag is paper chase. So you out chasing paper. But when you leave this place and you are that spirit form, you're going to find out that paper is not really important. What's really important and what seems to be the one thing that you can take with you is the very thing that you return with, and that's the spirit of who you are. So what's that all about?
1: reincarnation is their life after death. And, you know, when we talk about Sid and our relationship, now keep in mind, we were best friends in Baltimore since we were kids, and Sid went to a reading, and the woman told Sidney, you're going to marry your best friend, and you got to go to California. And if you don't go to California, I'm going to kick your ass. And now when when we're here... And you say, it was being lined up the whole time from the first day we walked into that 10th grade class. It was being lined up. We didn't know it. No one could have told us in the 10th grade we would be husband and wife with children. We, You just couldn't have said it. Best friends for life? Oh, yeah, that's my brother, but you just couldn't have said it. But the way things played out and the way things are playing out, it's unexplainable. Like, it's unexplainable. One night I was asleep, and, and I've said this before on a podcast. That's why when we talk about reincarnation and all this shit, it's all connected, but you just can't explain it. I was dreaming, and I was having a nightmare. And the house we lived in, there were these, it was spiral staircases, and it was, was it four levels? It, it was, one, two, three, it was Three. Three levels. but They were really like these long levels. And my dream was Jonathan, at the time I'm going to say he was around four or five, he was at the top banister
0: and he was. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?